Changing life's wording can be hard. Limit the suppression of life's perspective, and be inspired by the forces changing your life. This is the climax with VIP Tebbi, your new home for voices of today. The climax comes through like an air of fresh wind, and then we find that this is the place where you ought to be. And just like how we grow, we multiply in our success because we make the efforts to. The climax comes through to you on this day, and reminding you that you're awesome. VIP Tebbi is my name. And I want to greet you wherever you are, here and around the world. If you're listening through to me via your speaker in your car, your earbuds, remember you are awesome. We looked at different things、um, upon our show, the climax as voices of today, and this is speaking about everything else. It's not an exception, but it's an inclusion. I want to look at one of the the, the 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 bothering things that comes to mind multiple times, where marriage became an institution, and in some cases cases it became abusive, and we find that sometimes persons they find divorces happening, and、uh, you know emotional depression starts coming through, and most of all sometimes there's. A greater impact upon the children. So we're talking about marriage abuse impacts and effects. It's suppression even upon children. And I have one of her awesome, awesome persons here. I believe that、um, she shared through her life great understanding based on her experiences. Vern, thanks for joining us on the climax. You're welcome. Wonderful, Vern. I want you to just give us a general overview and introduce yourself as who you think you are in your eyes to our listeners. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Veronica, and in my eyes, I would say that I'm a very strong woman, given the fact that I have been through so much,、mm-hmm. and I'm still here. I would say yes. I'm a very strong woman, <laughs> and I'm very pleased to hear that.、Um, Bern, whilst you looked at this,、um, as we're speaking about marriage, you have been married for some time.、Uh, how long is it? Have you been married, though, Bern? Okay, I have been married for fourteen years. December coming. Fourteen years. That's absolutely brilliant. These are shocking revelations, and I, and、uh, I am continuing to learning more about you. So, Vern, in a, a marriage in and of itself, what was it that kept you going for so many years? I guess what I would say what kept me going on for so many years would be the four-letter word, <laughs> love.、Mm-hmm. Four letters, right? Love.、Yes. Because、um, when you think about it, if there is no love there, you know the slightest thing that happens, you're going to want to pull apart.、Mm-hmm. And not only love, considering that we are a child of God, and knowing that marriage is sacred, understand?、Mm-hmm. And 
when you think of being married or when you are married, you don't think of it when you are married. Whatever happens, you're going to run away from it because you know we can't run away from it, right? Because you're already in it. Mm-hmm. Understand? And then thinking about it, you don't want to jump out a frying pan and jump in a fire. Not at all. Right. So it would be best for you to stay and work on it. You know? Yes. They are, even though sometimes you might feel like, look, I've had it, this is it, I'm going to give up, I'm done. But then, when you're going to a little quiet place, and you, you sit down, you analyze the situation, and then, as women do, we always think, and when we think, we think outside the box. All right. Okay, so let's see. Sorry, since this is the problem then, let's try see if I can work on it, and then see what happens. You are going to try in every way to work on it. Mm-hmm. You understand? And then by working on it, you know, you're going to try to find some solution because sometimes it's not easy. Trust me. It's very hard mm-hmm. being in a relationship or should I say in a marriage where sometimes it seems like it's only one person loving the other and the other does not care. Right? But you know, everybody care in their own little way. You understand? Mm-hmm. But I always say, love is an action word. And you don't have to get up and tell the person every day that, oh, I love you. Things that you do will tell the person that, okay, you know, so the person that loves me because if that person didn't love me, that person wouldn't be doing this or I wouldn't be doing that. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and then on the other hand, sometimes what the person does it will discourage you to say that, okay, this person does not love me because if this person had loved me, they wouldn't be doing this or he or she wouldn't be doing that. Understand? Mm-hmm. So it's like a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're caught in the middle and you don't know which way to turn. And for some people, the only thing they can think about is getting out of it. Because I have been around so many persons, even before I got married, Renich. Persons got married this year, and yeah. next year, they break up. So I've got okay. to ask you some things here, Vern, right mm-hmm. there. I gotta jump in. The climax is upon you. We have Veronica Baz Ellis online. Let me tell you, she is called the Vibesy Vern. We we here call her Walk and Wine because she continues to surprise us with the strong levels of energies. And Vern is an inspiration to us. Vern, I looked at all of. Um, the, the factors that would contribute to making a marriage and making it work and, and things of that sort. But I got to ask you, persons usually think that when you're married, it's, um, it's now an easier life. What are your thoughts on it when I would make a statement to say that it is more work than when you're alone? Okay, good question. No, I, would, I wouldn't say it's easier. Depending, I would say, depending on the person that you are married to. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, reason why I say that, you have some husbands that are somewise will help you out in terms of like, right, now, if you're cooking, the person is doing something else, 
or if you're doing this, the person will be doing that. And if you have kids involved, they'll be helping out with homework and all of that. Now, that makes it easier because, you know, it's the two of you and you're both doing what you yes. are to do. There is no separate work for, okay, this is a man's job, this is a woman's job. That was th- th- Those things were back in the days, not right now. Yes. In our day and age. Uh-uh. All right? Now, when you look at it, and normally when I leave work and I get home from work, my husband would normally wait on me, so we both get home together and we pick up the kids and we come down. Now, when I'm cooking, he's probably doing something else and then I have to be cooking, helping the kids with the homework back and forth. To me, it seems harder. And I always say to myself, sometimes I say to myself, I'm like, you know, said, me never married with brother. <laughs> yeah, I said that to myself at times. If I was not married, I wouldn't bother to get married because if this is our marriage is, that would make any sense because you have to be doing this and you have to be doing that. And I'm like, come on. And then he was like, yeah, but I have to be thinking about other ways to make it money other than going to work and this and that. I said, yes, I do understand, but come on, help out first and then you can do that afterwards. So let me ask you, I got to jump in and interject there. So you're saying too that sometimes marriage is, is it can be, have a feeling as if it's a, a, a responsibility and a duty or a duty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and sometimes and, it seems as if uh-huh. it's on one person. So, the, the, so in, in, in some cases, what you'd find is that um, marriage can capture a bit of a selfishness based on the individuals that are within the union. There you go. Yes, it does. So that's why I said depending on who you're married to. Because I'm not going to put on this on one side, you know, because you have some female like that too. When the men are doing something and they just sit around not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Understand? And then it seems as if it's on just the man alone to do everything. When it should cut right down in the middle. You mm-hmm. do have, I do have, doesn't matter. Or if I'm cooking... You can come in, maybe season up the beat or something else, or you'll be helping with the kids or doing something while I'm doing something that helps out in the house that doesn't seem as though um, we are doing it by ourselves. You understand? And then mm-hmm. it seems a bit hard. Yes. Right? I mean, or it makes it harder then because you have to be finishing this. And then by the time you finish this, you have to be going on to that. Are you doing, you know, women love to multitask. I don't know, some men don't, but women always. Women are always multitasking. So we'll be cooking, we'll be washing at the same time, and then if the kids come with something, we'll be helping them at the same time. I don't even know if you have a word for that, because that's even more than multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) It's super duty, a a, a superhuman task. We we women are super heroes. We are super women, Mm -hmm. because we are doing so much things at once. You know, I heard of this story. Um, there was this couple, right? Mm-hmm. And the lady, when she gets up in the morning, she's always cooking, she's looking after the baby, and she's feeding, she's doing everything practically at once. So as she goes in, she changes to like church, um, look after the food in the pot, then she leaves that, she comes be the baby, and so on and so forth. Now, the man was saying that, oh, you're doing that and you're complaining and you're not doing anything because I could do it and whatever, whatever. She said, okay, fine. 
So she left him to do it. And the left she left him to do it, it was not a good result because the baby drowned. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know how you did it, but you did because he left the baby in the pan with the water. You know, if we have pot on the fire and we're bathing the baby, we're going to turn down the flame and go do the bathe the baby. So by the time we finish bathe the baby, if it is even the meat was steaming, by the time we finish and go back in, we go and we check it, put the baby on the bed, and wrap the baby in the towel, and we have the baby over our shoulder, and we go and check it. Now, him leave the baby in at the pan, never remember that he was bathing the baby, went inside to check on the pan. When he came back out, the baby fell over in the pan with the water oh dear. and ground. Yes. So, let me ask you, and uh, let me let me ask you, because uh, I have got to look at this too in a, in a strong way street, and I've structured this through. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we as men can do more in contributing to a relationship, especially especially an institution called marriage, because I'm not married. But beyond this, I have observed and did a bit of studies in regards to this. But do you think that we as men can do more and make more effort? Yes, you can. Yes, men can. How so? And why do you have this view? All right. Now, how so? As I mentioned before, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you, if the men reach home before the women, right? You know, normally food is not yet prepared. So, you know, she would have to come in and cook. Now, if it's the case where you're home, you got home before you start the dinner, right? Yes. So when she gets in, she'll take it over and she'll help, right? If it's a case where in which you cooked the day before, but you weren't going to cook today, all right, you know the food is in the fridge and your both are going to eat. You can put it on the fire for it to get warm for those who use the microwave or whatever. You could do that. You understand? Mm-hmm. Don't wait on her to come to do that. Now, if there is supposed to be washed, what you could do, you know that, okay, a lot of clothes is here to be washed. So let's what? Let me start washing. Now, once she comes home and you're washing, she's either going to take it over or then she's going to move to something else mm-hmm. to do. You understand? So that makes it much easier than for her to be cooking and to be washing at the same time. If you get home from work and you see wifey outside hanging out the clothes, you come, either you hold the bas- the clothespin basket or you help her hang out the clothes then to make it, to make it go faster. Mm-hmm. Understand? Yes. Right. Now, if you have two kids in the home, she's helping one with the homework and the other one needs help. You take one, she takes one. So let me jump into here and say this. Hashtag mm-hmm. you hearing us in Oman, Ireland, and also Iceland. I want to shout out to you where you are. Oman and Uzbitek, right over there in Thailand. All of you, thank you so very much for joining me. Also over there in Kazakhstan and also in different parts of Russia and Europe. It's your pleasure having you upon the climax. This is where you'd find your peak. Vern says, love is an action word. And I'd go ahead to add, not active ability. So let's hashtag that love is an action word, not 
active abuse. And we're talking about abuse within the marriage, sharing the, the responsibilities as we should, and also becoming better at what we do. And we have the awesome Vern here. We call her walk and wine. It's the vibes queen herself, and she'll be telling us more as she is a married woman, giving her internal view and sharing it with us. Those that are not yet married, those that are single, this is for you. This is where you come and learn so you can become your best self. The climax is where you turn to improve your life and take yourself to the highest peak. So let's go high. Vern, we looked at this in some different ways. And we, we, we are looking at making efforts. And you made the statements that, um, which generally is about sharing the responsibility. A marriage is something where you share um, your lives. I usually go across to say that when you're within a marriage or something of this sort, um, or a relationship generally, I believe it's two people bringing their lives together and sharing their their, their 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 lives so it's two separate lives with two different personalities um their their faults and flaws and the niceties putting together to create this this union one of my other questions to you as you have stated that it's supposed to be a sharing thing generally from the statements that you're making is how is it then that the persons that go into relationships provide added value to each other Okay, so that that's the reason why in one other reason where you in which you can provide um, some added value um, to each other, right? You have to you have to um to think of your partner, not only just your partner. Think of your partner as a friend, mm -hmm. right? You're going to. You're going to value that friendship, right? Mm -hmm. Now, once you do that, you're not going to want to do anything to hurt your friend, right? And you wouldn't want your friend to hurt you, right? So, you know, communication is very valuable in any relationship, whether married or otherwise. Communication so you have to learn to communicate with each other. You understand? And some persons might look on abusive as, as just physical. You don't have to literally hit the person to say you abuse them. You can abuse them in other ways other than hitting that person. You understand? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, you know, that same person, when that person is tired, you go on that person to be <clears throat> in bed yes so we we, we you say we are not I'm afraid saying? yes we are and we're not afraid on the show to say sex having sex and okay. making love and, okay. and things like that we want to exactly. make this clear mm -hmm. and even though even though we as women when we're tired we are going to look at it say look even though we're tired we now go want the man to go out the door so we now go give forth a missionary although we're tired you yes. understand we go make the best of it. Give him a Kendall crush and all these things. Give him a what? A Kendall crush. <laughs> what are you saying to me? You, you've got to describe this to us now because we are, we are over here and we are trying to have a better understanding. What is a Kendall crush? Okay. 
you you heard about that Kendall crash with those with those um two train in um um in Kendall, Saint Elizabeth here, somewhere there. Okay. 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 Yes. Yeah. You know when you have a a head-on collision. Yes, with two vehicles, mm -hmm. motor vehicles having a, a head-on yes. crash. So that's what you call mm -hmm. Kendall. So Kendall, actually, a for Kendall you listeners, crash. is a person mm -hmm. is is a location. It's an area that is called that, like a city. And yeah. for those of you that have provinces, a Kendall mm -hmm. crash is an area where, uh, let's say, a city where two motor vehicles had an accident. So it's mm -hmm. it's it's described as the Kendall crash. So it was so uh, deadly. Yet it was so head-on where it is actually glued together uh, mm -hmm. when the crash happened. This is a description. So Vern is connotating this and personalizing it as mm -hmm. a candle crash. So go ahead, Vern. Right. So you're in the bedroom or wherever you want to do it. Because mm -hmm. sex is not just for bedroom only. Mm -hmm. But this is just yeah, the, the entire house to yourself. Mm -hmm. To explore, it's your house, right? Good. So you can now crash. You're both standing face to face, face to face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what happens next. Okay. Just picture that. Mm. All right. Or you so can even put you can even put one of the you can put one of the foot on the man's shoulder while standing. So, so all of these things are 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 what Vern. It seems as if you're quite versatile and very much adventurous. For, for all of these 14 years, I, I believe that you as you'd say... You have to do all of those things because if you don't do it, well, you don't have to. Because, but it's up to you. You understand? To create an adventurous to marriage. To the individual. Yes. Hmm. It's up to the individual. So a marriage should become something but that is adventurous. But then if the man is abusing the woman, the woman, or men are abusing our women, right? They're not going to because, well, some women will, but I'm a person that will shut down. Mm -hmm. Because if you are behaving with me and I'm seeing that that is not how you are supposed to be treating me, then trust me, I am going to shut down. I'm not sure about everybody else. I'm speaking for me. I will shut down. So let us shift some gears here because this is quite strong. We are communicating um, here and having conversations, but within the marriage, as we'll be looking further, we're going to be jumping into the meat of the matter where it's into the abuse. The communication that provides security and understanding is an important part as an ingredient for, let's say, perhaps your marriage for the 14 years. Is that correct? Yep. Vern, are you there with me? Yes, this is, that is correct. Now, when, whilst you're managing this to create a sense of security, as not only women but men, we'd want to have the reassurance that this is something that is lasting and you didn't make a mistake. But in making these sort of adjustments, um, you're suggesting to, to, to us that in, in a marriage we sh it should be an adventurous uh, partnership where you're right. sharing your your your, your your, 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 your wild sides and creating mm -hmm. a level of excitement where there is no boredom and it's continuous mm -hmm. excitement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so Because, you know, sometimes we have, we females, our male might have this tendency 
that, okay, when you're dating, you would do so much exploring, and as soon as you get married, everything drops around. <laughs> Even if you are a Christian, come on, you don't need to drop everything around because before you were doing it and you were exploring, continue the same trend, even do better because now you can say he belongs to you. The only person that can come and claim him is his mother. Mm-hmm. And she not have no control over him anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you two now has become one twin, as the word of God says. Right? So now his mother doesn't have any control over him, so he's yours. You understand? So then you go to your bed at night time, you're in a tight, you're in a this, you're in a that. Come on, you're sleeping with your husband. Why are you wearing so much clothes going to your bed? And this long old night you catch down on your ankle. <laughs> Vern, you're changing the very show at this moment. So we're now going to have to change it to love is an action word, not active abuse. Yes. So what we're going to be... Action word. <laughs> So let's look at this over here, um, Vern. <clears throat> Whilst we find that women and maybe even perhaps men are facing um, unhappiness within their marriages, sometimes we find that men are also within the, 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 the marriages become antagonists, um, not finding the value of why they married that person in the beginning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stating, you know, degrading the women and um, sometimes the women degrades the men and it becomes physical abuse. I want you to tell me more right. about this and some experiences maybe oh, that you've seen or you've uh, recognized and what are some of the things that contributed to this? Okay. Well, what I think is that I don't think our persons should rush into marriage per se. I think you should date first. Mm-hmm. for a little while before rushing into marriage, right? Yes. Even though you think you might know a person, right, and you still don't know them, understand? That's but right. I don't think marriage is something that is to be rushed into, and I think it is something that you should seek counseling on first before going into it. You know, before I got married, mm-hmm. when I, when, um, he proposed and all of that and I said okay even though there are, there were some things there that needed to be ironed out and then I thought that okay maybe when we're married um, all of that would have changed and all of these things and we were going to counseling you know because my pastor decided that look marriage is not something that you rushed into it takes time because that's a very serious commitment mm-hmm. and okay, you guys have to go through counseling, and we went to counseling. He gave us two sets of papers that had some questions, and we need to answer them separately. All right? So I, I did mine at home. He did, as, he did his at his house. All right? And he says when, he, when we return them to him, if the answers do not match then we're going to have a problem means he wanted to see how compatible we are and how much that we're both on the same page you know Mm -hmm. in terms of things that are supposed to be done once you're married especially in the home how would we treat our home 
you know, how would we treat each other? And I could remember, I could remember one of the questions on the paper was, um, like for household work or household chores, mm -hmm. how would we go about doing it? Would it be left on one person or do we do it half and half? Mm -hmm. My answer was half and Well, I don't know what his was. My answer was half and half. Now, when we, when I finished the paper and he did his and we took it back to him, his question was, are you sure you want to go through with this marriage? I was like, yeah. So you were saying that some of the answers that was on the paper was not the answer that she was open for. However, we still went through counseling for a little more time. Mm -hmm. And then it was time for the wedding, you know? And then after we got married, I realized some of those things were still staying out. So, you know, I say that to say this. Sometimes you see some things happen before you're married. Don't take them slight or to say, okay, when we're married, it might change. Mm -hmm. It might not change. This is so if powerful. See, yes. If you see something before you're married, something that is not right, you need to address it. Don't sweep it under the rug and say, okay, when we're married, it might change. Uh-uh. Address it there and then. Don't allow it to go over in the marriage or else it is going to continue. My grandmother always says, take the bull by the horns. This is so powerful. we I have made statements of this to other persons in and around me. And um, they, they, they might see something there. That, that that might be seeming crazy and I made statements. This is why I, I, I give shout outs to uh, Judge Lynn Toyler for divorce court. She, she made some strong recommendations back in the day um, when she had the, the, the show just before she moved over to um, Judge Faith. And one of the things that I continue to make statements on was addressing and taking note of the red flags. Women, if you know that a man is a traveler, and you still go ahead and jump into a relationship with him. You ought to be blamed. Why I say this? Because you cannot change people. You must have known that something was not right. And you put up with it. You, you hugged it up, ran with it. Then it became right. a bother. And then there's a total right. issue. All of a sudden, all men are dogs. You are crazy when you would say son, such a thing. If you recognize that there is something that is offhand at the beginning of the entire program, you have the opportunity to turn it off. That was exactly. something that I looked at strongly. And this is so strong where you said noticing. This is it. Hashtag this, everyone. Noticing and addressing the red flags. That's noticing and addressing the red flags. That's so powerful. As you said, love is an action word, not active abuse. So these things, Vern, you'd suggest it would be something that would have contributed to even future abuse within some relationships. Exactly. 
So let me ask you this question. When you'd find that men would go ahead and they'd be hitting women and all of these things because they're hurt and upset, is there a possible way of reducing this type of behavior inside of marriages? In terms of men hitting women? Yes, and, and, and abusing them verbally and vice versa, women doing the same towards men. Honestly, I have to say I, I don't know. Don't Honestly. Know. But you know what I always think? Mm -hmm. It depends on the woman. Because what gives man more strength is each time he hits you and you do not hit back. Or he says something abusive and you take it and say nothing. It is going to continue. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So we... I'll, I, let me let me give you a little scenario sure. of what happened with me. I remembered one morning I was getting ready for work. I don't remember what happened, but we had an argument that morning. And I was... I got ready. He was leaving at the same time. Yes. And normally, uh, if he's leaving as early as I am, <laughs> we both would leave together. Trust me, the man gets a little free driving. That is here in the fear. Anyways, you know, as I got ready and we were there arguing and so on and so forth, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to wait on him. I always have my fear, so I'm going to leave. As I got ready, I got dressed and um, took up my bag. I got in the living room. And... There was this bottle of um, oil, you know, the petroleum jelly with the screw top, right? Mm -hmm. He flung it at me. So, I don't know where me get that reflex from. Oh, dear. But I'm in what's me catchy. And I sling it back off of him. Is that so? Yeah. He said, when he fling it on me, you know, because I, I was not expecting him to do that. But I let me know say, I caught it. So and when you let go back on in your fish, right if you go and look, the door has a dent in it, all the fan full of oil. So hang on. Hang on right there. <laughs> You're suggesting to me that your husband some time ago within the past. We had a particular altercation where there was a little bit of re restraint where he was supposed mm -hmm. to bring you to, to, the, to work. You, you, you changed your mind and it was going to make your way out. And based mm -hmm. on your response to him, he grabbed a container that is mm -hmm. of, of hair treatment, hair, hair oil, a, a petroleum jelly, the branding, mm -hmm. and he threw it after you. Mm -hmm. And you caught it via reflex. Mm -hmm. And threw it back with such rage that it left a dent. No, you, no, I, I have to capture this. This should, you should go and join the West Indies or some of those New Zealand <laughs> cricket team. I did, or maybe a baseball challenge. I did know that you have these level of skills. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, reviewing that entire thing, how did that make you feel in that particular moment, given the description of this scenario? Honestly, I wasn't even thinking because all I want is just upset, right? I just caught it, threw it back at him, and then out the house I went. 
I didn't even look to see where it went, where what happened, if it had caught him. I just left instantly out the house and I headed on up the road. So while walking up the road, he mm-hmm. came up and he caught up to me and he was like, come in the car. I said, I'm not coming. Go ahead. I have my fare. I'm not coming with you. Go ahead. And he was like, Get in the car, get in the car. They don't come in the car, don't come. I said, I don't care. I don't have to drive in it. I always have my seat. I said, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. So because uh, when I reached up the road, you know, I could hear him starting the car and getting out the yard to come and catch me on the road. And I walked, I walked so fast, I didn't even know how I reached up the road that fast. And when he caught up to me, he was like, come on. I was like, I'm not coming. Go ahead, leave me alone. I am not coming. And then he was there. I said, come on in the car. I said, I am not coming. And then he drove off. So. And then when I went down, mm-hmm. I got a taxi, got to Hopewell, got another drive from Hopewell, and I went to work. And I said to him, don't even wait for me in the evening either. Leave me. I'm not, because I'm not going to drive with you. I'm not coming in your car. And when I came from work, he was there waiting on me. So you think, reviewing this though, at this time, how are you feeling reflecting on that now? We have to take a stand, Uh right? We cannot sit back and allow men or some men, men, because you have some men will sit back and allow women to abuse them. It goes right across the board. Yes. Right? Women do abuse men as well as men do abuse women. Yes. We cannot sit back and allow it to happen mm-hmm. or to keep happening. We have to step up. We have to take a stand because if we don't, it will continue. Even if kids are involved, it is going to continue if you do not take a stand. So we have to take a stand and say, look, enough is enough. And you know, from that day, he hasn't done it. That, that's so and powerful. Was, so you're saying yeah, that once you I find something home, like that happening, mm-hmm. you, you just put a stop into it immediately before it yes, gets out of hand. To. You have to. You have to. So let me ask you, if it was today, would you have done it again? Of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so you know what I always say? <laughs> yes. If I if a man wants to hit me, mm-hmm. even if I cannot manage him, but I am throwing back something. <laughs> if I use some wild leak, wild something but something I connect, I am throwing back something. I'm not going to sit around, take it and then cry. No. So w- w- and I'm not w- gonna try and let you see me either. So after we done and you're probably going about your business or I'm going to my bed, then I will lie there and cry. But I am going to throw back something. So this is what I'm gonna ask you because we're running through here, and we want to get things in. After reviewing all of this, and you're at this stage here. Just to put it out there to all of you that are listening, this is the Climax VIP Tabbies here. We have our guests online. Oh my goodness, Vern is bringing through some strong arguments, one of which is might be seen as controversial, but it is her heart's own emotion coming through you to you and connecting in your ear. Now, 
Well, when we're looking at all of this and, and, and you taking such level of stand, we're not inducing or encouraging any violence. But you're saying to the women, firm up. You're saying to some men, firm up and look at the signs and the, 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 the behaviors and the red flags and, right. and, 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 and turn away from it. Keep up some level mm -hmm. of resistance or unless you'll find you coming into a marriage and then it, it gets worse and then it's a continuous unending situation. Exactly. And then at that time, it, is, it mm -hmm. has gone too far. It's hard to control, right? Because you have allowed it to go thus far, right? You have to nip it in the bud. When it starts to happen in courtship, you have to put a stop into it there and then. Do not allow it to go another day without doing something about it. Because, you know, if they tried it the first time, you know, and they realized that when they tried the first time, you did nothing. Mm -hmm. And they tried because each time, you know, it's going to be like a trial, you know, until it starts happening. Mm -hmm. Right? So each, the first time it's a trial. Right? Let me do this and see what is going to happen. Okay, nothing happened. Fine. Good. So I'm going to do it again, and then I'm going to do it again, and then it becomes a habit, right? Where in which you keep doing it, and then we're doing nothing about it. But once it happens the first time, and you put a stop to it there and then, it doesn't happen again. And you know, with that incident that I was telling you about, you know, it was when I got home, he showed me that he was like, boy, if I wasn't killed, you would not know with the oil. Look at the door. I'm like, okay. And when I look at the fan, the fan was full of oil. The oil was on the door. The oil was on the bed because I flung it with such a force that the cover flew off and the oil went all over the place. Mm -hmm. And the door had been dead. Now, if, if I had not done that, what would have happened? It would, some, it, it would have, maybe it would have continued. You never know. You have to put a stopping to it. You understand? Mm -hmm. Once you see the signs, always look out for the signs. Right? Once you see a sign, you're like, okay, that's one sign too many, and pass the stop. I'm not going to allow it to go, to go any further. It ends here and now. I've got to come through strongly. The climax of VIP Tev B is here with you. It's where you've come to get inspired. And I looked at all of this, this, this information here at what Vern is saying, and I'm going to say something to you, women and men out there. If you have gone or you're entering into a relationship or you see someone that you like, if they're not contributing any sensical value to you, leave it alone. People tend to have signs and symbols and, and behaviors, maybe what they've hidden in the first few months or a few years but you have to recognize the red flags step away from them address them and 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 it, once it's not going to be beneficial to you or you recognize that this is something that you don't like you have to slow it down you got to slow your roll right there and then you got to have to kick some persons to the curb if they are not adding value to your life what am i talking about your two lives that are coming together to share a space you got to understand that at 
at the end of the day, one doesn't reign over the other. I have to make this distinction right here, Vern, whilst I'm talking with you, that most persons believe that when they go into a relationship, it's all so centered around it. Yes, you'll be hyped up in all of the infatuation and the love and the feeling of the emotion, but you have to understand this one thing, that whilst you are within it, you have to go and get your goals. You have to strengthen your intellect. You have to achieve some additional goals and ensure that you have a set path to where you want to be as an individual within a relationship or a marriage. And then you would want to have a collective goal where both of you need to go. I had a question where it was raised and I, and I placed it out to some women. And this was the answer. I asked them the question, do you believe that a man and a woman married should have separate bank accounts that maybe the other person doesn't have access to or might uh, know about but doesn't have access to along with one shared account. Some women said no. A man must have a, a, an account with his woman and a woman must have all the access to it and a man must have a, I believe strongly uh -uh. that is not to be. Uh -uh. We have I don't to believe that. We have to understand that not everything lasts forever. We have to understand also that there are times where you have to rely on your own self. If you have a relationship and one person is a great manager of money, the other person is a shopper. There are some monies that you're going to have to keep out of reach of them. We have to understand yeah. that before you came together, you were single, which means you had separate mm -hmm. lives. Therefore... Right. Because your marriage, the marriage does not mean you, ha you don't have separate lives. Not suggesting to you that you should go out there and, and have sex and all of these things. No, what I'm saying to you is you are your own individual in a relationship, in a union as one. And you have to understand that you have to continue to work on yourself. I've seen where abuse came through by some simple things. Uh, one per party does not like how the other person dress and he starts to verbally abuse the other person. We have to become more emotionally intelligent, stronger and even better at handling situations and not making the other person feel bad. Saving face and most importantly, learning to apologize. Vern makes the statement and it's so strong. Love is an action word and we add to that, not active abuse. Vern, yep. you are with us and you have gone through the tests of time. You have worked in different spheres. You have left and worked in, in, in international markets and come back to your marriage. What are your views of persons becoming very much abusive, thinking or insinuating and assuming that the other person is cheating on them because they're not in their own space with them? My views on a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, as the word of God says. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think that I am doing it, and I know within myself that I'm not doing it, now it's because you are doing it. So you think that, okay, I'm doing it, I don't believe she's such a goody two-shoes, or I am doing it, I don't believe she's such a goody two-shoes, that he's not doing it. So if I'm doing it, he's doing it too. Right? Mm -hmm. So here, that's the reason, and that can be a form of, a, of a, um, that's where sometimes abuse starts. Mm -hmm. Because because you know what you are doing, and you think that I'm doing the same thing. And you know, the phone is a big issue in a relationship or in some relationship. Mm -hmm. The phone. Trust, again, that's another big, that's the biggest issue. Trust. 
That's the biggest issue. You know, I don't trust you. You don't trust me. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if I get a phone call or if I am on my phone mm-hmm. texting, right? Because you know what you do when you're on your phone, so you're going to assume that I'm doing the same thing mm-hmm. on my phone. Now, there, no, it's going to cause an issue. Who, you went, who, who are you talking to on your phone? And no matter what I tell you, you're not going to believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, okay, so I do not need to justify myself with you to say, if I tell you that, okay, I am talking to Mary, you're going to say, oh, you're lying, you, you weren't talking to Mary. No, you're going to tell me what I was doing. You're asking me the question, you know, but then you're in turn answering the question. That doesn't make any sense. Because mm-hmm. if you're asking me the question and I'm telling you what you're telling me, no, you're answering the question. Since you know the answer, why ask me? Mm-hmm. I have seen where one party is cheating. Mm-hmm. But then the other party isn't. Mm-hmm. And because you know that you're doing it, you're blaming that person that, okay, you're doing so and you're doing so. And then at the end of the day, who is in the wrong? You are. And then what do you do? You come and you said, oh, I'm confessing. You know, I was doing so and so and okay. So all this time you were blaming me. It was you. Mm-hmm. But you could not believe that you're doing it and I'm not doing it. So you are blaming what you're doing. Okay then. I, I, I want to have a futuristic episode to, to come to speak of about this too where what do and the question will be what do you someone say when they want to leave a relationship? That scenario that you describe where someone is doing something and because they, 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 they know that they're doing it, it lessens the amount of trust that they have for the other persons and some people would ask the question, what if it's an insecurity? Yes it can be and it comes in different stages. But right. at this time, you'd find that people tend to do this level of cheating and then insinuate that the other person, or, or assume, sorry, that the other person is cheating and then insinuate or have some level of preconceived notion. Then afterwards, what person's behavior are after when they know that they're doing a bit of cheating is resort to abuse then make statements that okay um you you are you are not you're not behaving this way they start doing a bit of comparison you're not good enough and things of Mm -hmm. this sort what are your views in this regard in addition to what you have making statements about well my views in that regard is if you if it is something that happens before marriage i what i would say is leave it alone because it is going to spill over in the marriage so when you're married what do you do and you're feeling now, as when you're married and that is happening right all i can say is just to pray and seek counseling because there is nothing else that you can do right maybe other persons might have some other views as to what they would do some persons might be saying in their mind right now, okay, so what if since he's accusing me of doing something that I'm not doing then, they're not going to, how we normally say, um, 
be accused of something and not doing it. So they are going to do it, which two wrongs does not make a right. It wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Right? So all I can say is, now for me, if I tell you, look, I'm not doing it and you're still insisting that I'm doing it, listen, go ahead, accuse me all you want. Because I'm tired of justifying myself and I'm not going to justify myself to you anymore. That's to say, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. If that is what you want me to say, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to tell a lie on myself. Mm-hmm. Understand? Yes. So I'm going to leave it and leave you to your conscience if you do have one. <laughs> Vern, we have less than two minutes and we're going to come through strongly. What are the impacts on this level of abuse, even upon children within the relationships? Children are... Oh, my God. You know, mm-hmm. they're getting smarter every day. Yep. It's 2020. Yep. It's a technological institution the yep. world has become. And children are understanding. I always make this statement, whatever you've done to children, they'll never forget. Because things that person have done towards me, today I remember it as if it's yesterday. Now, if you, in terms of abusing each other in the home around children, that is something that is going to be instilled in them until they are adults. Because they're going to say, okay, that is what I always see my dad doing to my mom or my mom doing to my dad. So they are going to come and do the same thing to their girlfriend or wife because that's how, that is what they got. And the saying is children live what they learn, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they are going to come and do the same thing. It can also have a great impact on them in terms of when they go to school, right? Yes. So, they l- might l- not... Let me, let me jump in here because um, we, we, our time is running through. But Vern, one of the things that we're looking at, and we're going to have to continue this discussion, is that sometimes the children go into depression and they go into a state of affairs where they become even so hurt that they start becoming uh, depressed. Um, give us your closing statement on that just now. Depression is so, I don't even know how to put it. It's an entire class by itself. Those children can shut down. I mean, when we say shut down, totally shut down. Right? That even if themselves are being abused at school or so, they are so shut down and think it is right for someone to abuse them, even as small as they are, they don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lifelong impact, even upon yes. what a relationship would be for mm-hmm. them. Goodness gracious me. We came through strongly. The climax is with you. Vern, let me thank you for contributing. Big up yourself. You've always been an ardent listener. And you have shared the information to your friends and those here and around the world. And you being on our show is an absolute absolute pleasure and honor to have you, Vern. We'll be having you once again for part two. We'll be looking at it again. You're very welcome, and it was my pleasure. And all I have to say is, <laughs> so we said, Jesus, I'm telling you, Vern, it's our <laughs> pleasure. VIP Tev be with you. The climax is where you've come to get high. It's our pleasure. We'll be catching you soon again. Ciao for now. <laughs>